Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to listen along with all of us to each new episode of Fables of Fendrea Arcanum? We host live listening parties over on our Discord every single release night. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. And also gain access to hours upon hours of bonus content, exclusive behind the scenes info, and so much more. Patreon.com slash castparty. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello everyone and welcome to Fables of Fendrea Arcanum. My name is Jose Polino or at DM Jose P on TikTok and Fun Socials and I will be your director for today. I am joined of course by my cast and crew and we'll go ahead and introduce them now starting with Ryan. Hi, Ryan McManus. I will be playing Rowan Fair Isle, Half-Light of Salune, seeking to bring a sense of calm and comfort to those lost in the dark. You can find me on my personals at rye.mcmanus or run in the cast party socials at castpartydnd. Andy. Hello, beautiful nerds. My name is Andy, and I will be playing Five, one of the seven, Sojourner commissioned for exploration by The Forged. And you can find me at Mr. Dandy DM on TikTok and on all the other socials. Annie. Hi, I'm Annie. I'm playing Rid, and I'm in trouble. <laughs> you can find me on TikTok and Twitter as Cantrip, C-A-N-N-E. And finally, we have Sin. Salutations, I'm Sin, and I'm going to be playing Zue, collector of chronicles, aspiring to herald the histories of Fendrea, and you can find me on all my socials as sensationally.me, C-I-N instead of S-E-N. Alright, so the last time we met our group of adventurers journeying further into Arborea, or more of this center remaining city, if you will, in this little piece of rock that remains in the center of this lush forest or in this case plane of existence after sort of engaging with this tree this haven eye you guys all followed rid as there was something about rid that was calling her in this very desperate need outside of the main tower that contains the the haven eye there of course you were met with four hags that through what the locals mentioned, it's kind of impossible for them to journey into this city. But there was something a little special this time that allowed them to set foot in this place. A battle ensued where it looked like the main goal was one to sort of traumatize and really just kind of give a scare to the locals. 
but to also take something from Rid. And once that something was taken, that black ichor of smoke that protruded out of every pore and essence of Rid that projected outward into what looked like the shape of a humanoid creature screaming and yelling for Rid in absolute pain vanished. And so did the other ones. But during that, Five noticed that one of these hags, this taller one, comprised of fungi and all kinds of rotting plant life, had pieces of armor that belonged to this member that Five is aware of, this, this brother, if you will, named Seven. And as these hags vanished, we pick up. And as the group gathered amongst the shadows, they found their breath waning, but something inside of them urging them to keep on. And in so, they leveled up to level seven. So with that, you're all standing now in the square of this city. As slowly, the smoke dissipates from the hag sort of vanishing away. And you're left there in the quiet stillness. And now the thunder that was rolling above you begins to slowly dissipate and scatter outward. The lightning and all of the bad weather that was culminating in the center point seems to be dying down. Rid, on her knees, first looks at her hands, the front and then the back. Then she looks around for her sword, picks it up, and she's going to try to find, like, a rock or something. Like, some, some kind of thing she can hit with the sword that won't hurt anybody. There's, like, that remains of the water fountain that are sort of there in the center of the square where you guys are sort of standing currently. There are pieces of stone sort of scattered across the ground. Rid will make her way toward that, and as she's going, just, fuck, fuck. And she's going to try to do her special attack on one of the rocks and see if it works. You tell me what happens when you bring down your rapier and you swing down on the stone. Azrid brings her rapier down on the remnants of this broken fountain. There's a swirling mix of both a silvery white light that seems to come from the blade itself, mixed with the dark kind of shadowy smoke that we've seen from Rid before. And they kind of circle around each other and combine and come away as the sword is striking this rock. And you watch as the black smoke mixed in with this light begins to engulf the rock. And you watch as right where you hit it, the stone just breaks perfectly in half. And then the black smoke just comes out again. Cool, that told me nothing, fuck. Ridge just looking around aimlessly to see if there's any sign of the hags, but obviously there's not. Rid turns around looking for the townspeople and is just trying to check if they're okay. You see there are some that you guys help direct towards the tower. There are some in the makeshift kind of homes around. They are slowly poking their heads out, looking. Eventually, you know, you hear from the distance. Everyone all right out there? Is it safe to come out? Zume ignores that question and is going to walk up to Rid and gently hold her arm. And she's going to telepathically ask Rid, 
Are, are you okay? Do you want to talk about who Olga is? Not now, not here. Those things, where the fuck did they go? Seeing her friend kind of upset and knowing that this is one of those times that you need to take space, Zue's going to try and go to the crowd and do some crowd control instead. I think things are okay now, right, Rowan? I'm feeling all right. How did you fare? I... I'm doing okay. I didn't get to see much of of everything. Yeah, I, I'm i doing okay. Um, I think Rid is my bigger concern right now. What happened? I've never seen anything like it before, but I don't think she wants to talk about it in front of everyone right now. I understand. Let's take care of the townspeople and find somewhere we can be safe and figure out what the hell just happened. Five, are you alright? Five doesn't really even hear Rowan. He, in this moment, is processing everything involving seeing Seven's armor. He sees what's going on with Rid, and in this moment, feels completely torn and conflicted. No, I, I have to do this. He's going to burn a fourth level spell slot to cast Locate Creature. And he is going to try and locate this hag. In that desperation, in that moment of being torn, as you mentioned, and you cast Locate Creature, what you get is southern sort of like location-wise from your point, like heading southeast, you get traces of this presence. What you hear is the stillness of the trees, the rustling of the wind amongst it, and then you hear like a disturbance amongst nature is what allows you to pick up on the location of this creature. Five, in this moment, he looks at Rowan, he looks at Zue, and he looks at Red, and then he immediately turns and starts to walk across the bridge. Five, where are you going? That thing has Seven's armor. Rowan, if there's a chance that I can find Seven, I, I need to find them. We need to take a second. But we could lose them. We, I, I, only, I only got a, a faint sense of the direction, and it's, it's that way. And I point southeast. And if, if, if they know where Seven is, we could also. I mean, we could, we could find what was taken. We could find what, what, what you lost. Rid's gonna kind of turn her gaze inward. She's gonna try something she hasn't done before, and call out to Olga in her head instead of out loud. Olga, where are you? You say it in your head, and it's like a long, empty chamber. And you hear your voice in your head echo. And you wait a second. And just when you sort of give up on it, you hear, Rip, please. Rip, please. And it echoes in your mind. The faint, almost whisper-like voice of Olga. 
Rid looks at Five. I can't find her, you can. If you say it's that way, that's where we'll go. The way your spell works, does it have to be right now? You've never seen Five agitated or irritated before. In this moment, he sort of lets out an exasperated sigh and just... At 6'9", you you almost feel like he just gets maybe two inches smaller. Is sort of deflated in this moment. I... I don't know. I... I don't want to abandon you, Rowan. I... Will you come with me? Will you all come with me? You want to go right now? I just think it would be better to get our bearings, make sure everyone is safe here, get some information from Varian. He clearly knew what these things were. We gather ourselves. We don't rush in. We plan this out properly. That's probably a good idea, especially since some of us took bigger hits than others. And Zui's going to side-eye Rid a little bit, but not in like a sassy way. If this is important and you want to leave now, we can rush and we can get this over with, but I don't want to do that out of rage and desperation. Rid's going to look across the circle at five, probably seeing more of her own emotions in him than than she's probably seen thus far. She's going to go up to him, do a little beckoning, please lean your head down motion at him. He does. And she says softly in his ear, I know how you feel. They've ripped shit out of me. I want that back as much as you do. But people just got hurt because of me, and I can't have that happen again. Five hears Rid's words, and then he sort of looks at Zue and at Rowan. You were all very wise. You're you're right, Rowan. Uh, we need we need to rest. There are living things here that we need to be assured of their preservation. Absolutely. I'm sorry if I was rude earlier. Well, make sure everyone here is okay, and if they are, we can rest on the way, maybe. But let's just make sure that we didn't break anything before we leave. I think Varian has some information. He might know some more things about what we just went against where they might be, and what might be waiting for us there. If he doesn't continue to pull his little disappearing act. If he's still even up there. He can't have left his tree, right? I'm happy to do that, if you guys want to check on the people. You're not going to go by yourself. I want answers out of this guy. Five and I can take care of it down here, if you want to go back up to the tower. Five, did you have any other business in the tower that you wanted to take care of while you were here? Five suddenly perks up. I think I might know how to find them. If you wouldn't mind just giving me a few moments, I, I could consult with the Haven Eye. I can see if if perhaps its roots run deep enough and far enough where it might be able to see something. I I, I don't know. But first, yes, uh, Rowan, we, we need to we need to check and make sure everyone's okay down here. Of course. No, that's a fantastic idea. If we plan on staying here tonight, I don't want to take up any more space than we need to. Zue, do you think you could make us another... another house? Somewhere on the outskirts of town, or even in the center? I don't really care. I think I could manage that. 
If you want to make it down here, we can chat with the townsfolk, make sure everyone's okay. We can all just have a meeting point back at the house. Zue, give Rowan my tooth. Oh, really? She digs into her little pouch. It's got some lint stuck to it, but I'm sure you could clean it off. And I, like, hold it out in my palm for Rowan to grab. Rowan puts his hand behind his cape and brings it up like a napkin. Just drop it in. I'm gonna step closer to Rowan for a second. And I'm gonna, like, put it in, but a little bit more forcefully than I should. I'm gonna send him a telepathic message. Listen, I get you're grossed out because you're used to having, like, clean stuff and being, like, hoity-toity all the time, but Rich just went through something. You don't need to make her feel disgusting. In your mind, you hear, right, my manners. Rid makes direct eye contact with Rowan. Can you hear me? I can, Rid. Do you like it? I'd like it a little more if you were able to give me anything other than a tooth. You can't do like a, a fingernail clipping or strand of hair. Something. But where would the fun in that be? Be safe up there. Yeah, you too, says Rid out loud. I was going to wait till Zue and Rid return. And then, after Zue is finished creating her tiny house, I was going to consult with the Haven Eye. That sounds like a plan. Let's begin then with Zue and Rid. Arion sees you both come up and he goes, Oh, that was, uh, that was something. Are you all okay? They took something from me. Why did they want her? He watches this point. Varian, in whatever form he seems to acknowledge you as you know that he is blind, grabs your shoulder. What they took from you. Did it belong to you? I cannot say for certain why they would take something from you. And now looks around at the people. And he leans in a little bit closer and he says, But if they took it, I can guarantee you it is best for you to just part ways and start anew. Why were they able to set foot in here? <sighs> Follow me. And he turns around and begins to sort of like walk very carefully around the tree and the clusters of people. He actually walks behind the tree and there you see what looks like a landing, but the steps to get up there are missing entirely. And as he gets up there, he looks around to just another individual within the tower and he says, take care of the people. I will be back. Should you need any food, you know where to go. While we're walking up, is it possible for me to cast Detect Thoughts on him? I'm taking like a step behind Rid, and I'm taking a little piece of copper wire and wrapping it around my finger at my side as I'm casting it. As you're walking behind Varian, Rid, you're just sort of like trailing behind, and Zue, you take a moment to sort of give yourself some space. 
carefully, you're walking, and Rid, you look at the landing, and in that brief moment, Zue, you find an opening as the branches of the tree sort of come up, and they crack and make noise and snap, but kind of come together. There is no actual breakage of any of them, and they form what look like stairs all the way up to this sort of landing. And in that moment, Zue, you hear voices circulating in and out of Varian's mind. You hear initially the voice of a woman that is kneeling by the tree and she's praying to the tree. But you hear it coming from Varian. And you hear, Please bless be this day. Protect us under all of this darkness. You hear another voice of a child with a father sort of trailing past. Don't touch it now. But you hear that all within Varian. And then you hear... Oh, Damine and Kai, what more will you give me? What more will you take? All forms of surface-level thoughts you can detect in that moment, as the stairs now sort of jaggedly form out of the branches of this tree that give way to the second floor. Following what Rid asked as to how did they get in, you eventually start going up the stairs. And as you do, you now see before you this landing just sort of leads nowhere. There's just the sides of the tower and then nothing in front. Just a blank wall. And Varian leans into you, Red, as you get up to the landing. Why would such creatures of, of absolute darkness come to prey on those that kiss the light? You ever asked yourself that? Realizes she's still carrying her silvery white sword and puts it away in its scabbard. No. You you fascinated me the minute uh, you you came. There is this um. There's this beat to you. There's this pulse. It's uh it's captivating. I it looks to Zue, and I know you felt it too. There is something special about you that gives me joy. That's a first. But also brings me sadness. There it is. May I? And he extends out his hand to you. Rid hesitates and says, Is it going to burn me again? We'll see. Fair enough. And Rid puts her hand in his. And with his fingers, he now sort of touches the bottom part of your palm. And he moves it slightly upward to try to feel a pulse. And he says, You carried with you an essence of this land. Your mind split, came to the tree. And we welcomed you. But that essence that lives, that resides. And you watch now as he's looking, searching for something as he's just still moving his fingers around the pulse. And he says, That essence that you carried with you is no longer here. So perhaps... And kind of looks to you now with these blank eyes. And you know he can't see you, but it feels like he can see you. And he says... 
you brought something past the protection of the Haven Eye, and in so allowed, and I mean this with no offense, child, I do not know your past nor how you came to hold something like this, but your welcome embrace upon the Haven Eye opened the door for similar creatures to step inside our city. Rid takes a long, deep breath, and the set of her jaw is hard, and she looks into these eyes that can't see her. I was afraid of that. It's quite all right. It's not. Those people can't be in danger because of me. I'm not going to just allow that. How do I fix it? The thing that happened to me, that's a thing that happened to me. It's not a thing that I accepted for other people. And what happened to us here in Arborea was not of our choosing, but we, we made do. So we don't hold it against you. This connection that you have, I don't know to what capability it can be sustained. It's, it's okay. It's, it's what we've have to deal with for the past couple of years. Irem Sol used to stand as this, this beacon amongst all the, the darkness. And, and you know, now it's, uh, now it's a, a memory. Regardless, there's there's things out there like that fucking smoke monster, whatever that tried to eat Rowan's out. There's there's stuff out there that can now come in here, and it's my fault. Well, I I don't. Uh, oh, this is heavy. I don't know to what extent. Perhaps should you leave, then the protection can remain. You setting foot in Irimsol allows them to be here. I do not know what happens should you leave. Zue, I don't know if we should stay here tonight. And also, if you have an extra, that thing you did to me earlier where you I wasn't freaking out because you did something to me, I would appreciate that, please. Uh, th- th- yeah, um, and Zue tries to close her book really fast. Panicky, like, make sure there's no ink on her hand before, like, touching Rid's shoulder, and she'll cast calm emotions again. Like, she'll take a deep breath to emulate that calmness into Rid's body. We'll shoot now to Five and Rowan. Five takes a second to look sort of forlornly across the bridge in that direction. And for half a second, thinks this would be a perfect time to leave without having to say goodbye to some people but he sees the people and he sees rowan he remembers rowan and their conversations as they traveled talking about rowan's home he then realizes that he hasn't asked rowan how he's doing (laughs) given the impressive feats of arcane ability that he just witnessed during this battle with these hags and so he comes over to Rowan and he says, "Are Rowan, uh, are you okay? There was the whole moon thing and the those twins were really creepy. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that was about. I know sometimes when Salune shines her light on individuals, 
they don't seem to be what they are. It almost reveals something either deep within them or something they're trying to hide. Aside from that, I'm... I'm okay. Thank you. A little drained, but I think I'm just going to use up whatever I have left and help anyone who may have been hurt. Did you get hurt at all? Five looks down. Oh, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. We do probably need that rest, though. I, I was honestly just really impressed. Just, I wasn't entirely sure how effective Sulune would be here. But it seems that her light still shines on you and guides you. And that's, that is a comforting thought. I was curious, too. As Rowan looks at five and there's a, probably a little bent stick hanging off of him and he just plucks it off. It's, it's interesting knowing that it can traverse planes. I wasn't sure she would be able to follow me here. Let's, um, let's make sure everyone's okay. And then we'll just wait for them and see what they find. There was a group of, I believe, women and children that Zue had gathered around the tower. Are they still there or are they moved back into the, into the village? Everybody's just kind of like around the center portion of the city. Sort of like motherly figures along with kids are still sort of like, now they're sort of doing that school thing where they, you know, sort of like are trying to account for everyone and trying to gather themselves, but they're hanging around closer to the tower. Five is going to go towards the ones that are gathered around the tower, the small ones. Using druid craft, I'm going to make leaves and flowers just sort of blossom and open on my arm and I'm going to take some of the flowers and just go over to the the small ones and just say everything's going to be okay here and he starts to make a, a little flower crown one by one you start passing those flowers and you see as some of the kids are receptive but there are some kids that their parents hold them back but once they see that it's a flower, with a beat, slowly sort of like give in to that. But you notice that there is a a hesitance to the parents getting sort of comfortable. Rowan, what are you doing? I'd like to just go around the biggest group of people and swing the lantern as I walk around. I will cast Aura of Vitality. Take turns healing Anyone who may have gotten hurt, whether it's debris, rubble, or someone took an attack at some point. More so just boosting spirits than healing, but if anyone was hurt. Yeah. It's a very welcomed. There's a lot of people that minor scrapes and bruises, a lot of the running around, you know, more comfort to some people than anything, and, and it, it's definitely appreciated. And you see before you a group of humanoid creatures. And you see a, a, a man that is standing there, short black hair with a very scraggly looking beard, very torn and tattered clothing. As you sort of finish swinging your lantern, you watch as he's holding an elderly woman and he says, Bless you. And may Salune bless you. He gets up. If I may. Of course. And looks over to five. And looks to you. 
Are you sure you can trust that thing? Five. Of course. Why wouldn't I be able to? He's never steered me wrong before. He's had my back this entire time and you watched him right now. He performed perfectly. To help you. You watch as he kind of hesitates. We are thankful. But we were thankful once. Of another like him. Looks around, and in that moment, just instinctively, Five, you just turn to see where Rowan is. Your gaze meets with this man, and he just kind of looks, and then looks back to you, Rowan, and says, Similar, but not the same. Can I ask when and where? That caught me off guard. I thought they were only here. Well, here is in Fendrea. They made it out to Arborea. Not many. There was one. There was one. That was parading around with them. Looks over to the statue of Commander Adrian. The Arcanum. I... What would he have been doing with the Arcanum? I do not know. I... This was... This was a long time ago. This was... A different time. This was... I'm sorry. I... I just know... No, please don't apologize. I appreciate the insight. If there's any other information you can give me, I believe my friend is... Looking for the one you speak of. Is very concerned about the whereabouts of this individual. Anything and everything helps. He was here... A while back. Before all of this. And when... Everything became dark. And the sky ripped apart. They all disappeared. We thought it was a blessing. We thought it was... Us ridding ourselves of all of them. But it was just the beginning. I'm sorry, I do not mean to doubt your friend. He means well and I am thankful. And so was my mother. You watch as he leans down and picks up the elderly woman. And he says... We are just afraid and wish to go back home. I understand the cautiousness, trust me. It's okay. He watches the elderly woman. She gets up and from her wrist, she pulls out a bracelet, goes to hand it to you, Rowan. Tanner skin, short grayish hair, beautiful brown eyes. This elderly woman that is handing you her bracelet. And there on the bottom of the bracelet, you see one of those sort of like metal pieces that connect the bracelet is of a moon. I get down on one knee and hold my hand out. This is very kind of you. Thank you. She takes her hand. She caresses the side of your cheek. And she says, she'll always watch. Even in the day. Rowan looks down with a smirk on his face, gives a little nod, stands back up and starts to walk away and then looks back at the man. Don't worry. I promise you can trust him. And then make my way back to five. I think this might be a good time for Rid to send a message to Rowan. Rowan, I might have changed my mind. I don't think it's a good idea for me to continue to be in this town. Okay. That's... 
That's fine. We can we can make camp outside, right? Right. I'm wondering how long five spell lasts, but wherever we stay, I think it should be outside the border. That's no problem. Get as much information as you can while you're there. Everyone seems to be safe down here. We'll gather up back at the center of town, and we'll... I guess we could start walking, and then when the time comes, we'll set up in Zui's house. We're kind of with a hint of her old sass. You got it, your majesty. At this point, after seeing them return, Five holds his hand up to Rowan and just signals, I'll be right back. And he goes up the steps and enters the main locus where the Haven Eye is present. Five very gently steps within arm's length and just puts his hand out on the Haven Eye trying to have that moment of communication similar to when he first entered the Haven Eye's presence. And in this moment, he says, Old one, I don't deserve to ask this of you. I'm trying to find something. If it is possible to ask something of you, would it be possible for you to look far afield and find the one that is missing. You stand there touching the tree. You feel your body pushing against the tree to find that connection. Your hand pressed against it. And no response. But then, like a magnet, your hand sticks to the tree. You seek a missing piece of you. My child, is this correct? I seek the Seven. I seek the Validite that they possessed. Your touch now becomes familiar. For once, this Seven made contact with me. In that moment, Five, you feel your hand get sucked into the tree. Your vision goes blank as you shoot up and you feel a jolt of electricity coursing through your entire body. You see now the same tower and the tree, but the tower being constructed and standing there next to the tree, this taller, more robust individual with a scar across his eye about to touch the tree and says, What an eternal beauty this is. Captivating. Wouldn't you say, Seven? You watch as... Your hands, they are the hands of seven. And you hear a voice. I sense infinite potential. Your vision comes back and you're still holding on to the tree. How am I to trust you, child? Should you choose the same path as your brother? The same vision hits again. You now see before you this individual with the Arcanum symbol. What looks like is Adrian. Looking back. Seven? Now come on. Step two, connect with it, find something. And you watch as you feel your body shaking and tensing up. You can't explain the feeling and you shoot back to present time and you hear the tree once again in your mind. How will you guarantee me, my child, that if I bestow upon you my gifts, you will do right by me? 
five as a forge doesn't cry. Five is just excreting all forms of dew and and moisture in this moment on his limbs. He tries to pull his hand away from the tree. I can only speak from my experience. I have only my only my works to show. I have always been a shepherd. I know I don't deserve this, but I promise that I will continue to do good things for your children. I will continue to make things grow. I know you will. Should you find him, be prepared, my child. His life, like a flame in the rain, is extinguishing. Afraid. Betrayed. Your brother rests amongst the leaves. I have seen you five. Throughout these lands, and every land connected to me, I have seen you. And you bring life. You care. For I. And I'm thankful. Tread lightly. He is east. And he's crying. You watch as your hand five gets sort of released. But in your palm, a leaf. A single red leaf. It's just in the palm of your hand. And as you stare at the leaf, the red coloring on it, all of the interconnecting makeup of the leaf has like a silver white shine to it, pulsing and coursing through it. And the tree says, The temptation is all around you. I crave life. You seek to provide it. But there are moments in life when it's best to simply turn away. I will not be hurt nor offended, but I trust that you know when to make the right decision. Old one, I offer my thanks for your wisdom and the many years of service to this land. I am deeply sorry if one of my brothers injured you in some way. I will do my best to make amends. No response. But as you look up to the tree, you hear, Five? Five? Your vision goes to a glade, open, wide, with jagged rocks all around. And you see the legs of Seven, as if you were looking through Seven's eyes. They're all broken and scattered. From the corner of your eyes, you see what looks like a shining light. I feel you with me. Find me, brother. And your vision comes back. And the tree says, Go to him. Five's hand closes over the leaf, treating it like a seedling, like a delicate 
living being bows in reverence to the haven eye and he turns and he walks out and down the steps towards Rowan. If everyone's back, shall we venture off and talk about our findings? Yeah. Rid points toward the bridge past that, please. Of course. I'm sorry, I thought we were I thought we were sticking closer to the tower, are we not? Some things have changed. I think it's better if we talk about it in the hut. Very well. Rid will start walking toward where we want the hut to be, but Rid's going to wait to be the last one off of the bridge. Wherever you feel safest, Rid, just let us know. It's not about where I'm safest. Are you going to make the little house, or are we just going to like stand and look at the bridge? Once Zue is over the bridge, she is going to start doing the same thing she did before with the dust to kind of make the mound. This time, however, she's going to make the hut without rooms. So Rid would know this a little bit. It looks reminiscent of like the tavern they met in with the fireplace and there is a small kind of wooden table with like just very bare minimum chairs. But off to the left side, there is a lot of pillows and blankets just on the ground. Rid stepping into this room that looks very familiar to her just shoots Zue a quick look that's a mixture of being touched and being thankful and then goes towards one of the chairs in front of the fire, shakes her head and kicks it away and drags over a pillow and a blanket. As Rowan enters, no room, Zue. Come on. I'm really tired. Oh. Zue's gonna go sit next to her by the fire and not <laughs> grabbing a pillow because she was mid-grab when Rowan said that. <laughs> Rid holds up, like has the blanket over her shoulders and holds up one end of it <laughs> to let Zue in and giving Rowan a death glare as she does so. I'll grab a pillow and sit off to the side, leaning against the wall. Five enters. He sees where Zue and Rid are, and he takes one of the wooden stools, sits down, just looks at the leaf in his hand. Well, where do we start? Because we have loads of information and not a lot of time, so... Chop, chop, let's get this over with. You must have been really good at, like, leading people in your noble house, huh? I got answers, and that's what matters. Zue's gonna take her book out slowly. Alright, so let's run down the checklist. Zue, keep note, please. We have fucking whatever the hell came out of Rid. We have the hags that two are now dead for total. We have one hag with seven's arm piece. Speaking of seven, five, I have info on seven. Whatever the hell you guys found in the tower. And then five, whatever you endured when you talked to the Haven Eye. Rid lifts her finger and points. And he has a leaf. And you have a leaf. Where did you get a leaf? The leaf is a gift. I'm pretty sure. My commission has changed. I'm no longer commissioned for exploration. I now must hunt and find... Seven... The Haven Eye has given me those orders. If I can find Seven, then I can ensure that I am still one of the Seven. And as to the Leaf, I'm... I'm not entirely sure. Maybe I'll try planting it, I, I don't know. May I? May I try and see what it does, Five? 
Yes. Five opens his palm to Zue. As Five moves his hand towards Zue, Zue is going to take her owl feather quill and touch the leaf with it and try and cast Identify. As you're looking at the leaf, Zue, it's a little overwhelming. What you see is the leaf, and you see it begin to pulse. And the leaf around Five's hand begins to emit like a red light that only Five can see. Zue, what are you what are you doing? And it becomes brighter and brighter. And Zue, you're looking at it and you don't you just see a plain leaf. Zue, what's going on? What what did you do? This is a piece of something divine. This is powerful, but you don't know in what way. You don't know essentially what it contains. You know, however, that whatever resides within is meant to provide assistance. However, you don't know how. Zue is going to immediately furiously like go back and forth between looking at this and scribbling in her book. And in that moment, five, the light continues, 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 and it sort of like engulfs your hand, this like red light, and then it just goes back into the leaf. Fascinating. Zue, I, I don't know if you saw that, but it was like my entire hand was engulfed in red light coming from this leaf. What what spell did you use? Sorry, can we rewind? You said it glowed? Yeah, you didn't see it? You all didn't see that? No. Pretty sure I would have remembered seeing it glow. Yes, it, it glowed red and felt like it was pulsing in my hand. Huh, okay. Pulsing. That is an interesting way to describe a leaf. So many notes. Zoe's gonna just scribble for a little bit. Five, you believe in a god? Rosie believed in a god, right? Segojan is a god of the deep earth and the life that is within it. But I also find a kinship with Bear Van Wild Wanderer. He is a god of the plants and the forests of the surface world. I tend to tread a line between the two, embracing life and embracing death. It is where I find I am most comfortable. Hmm. I think to get a better idea, I might have to rest. I'm, I'm a little worn out. So I don't personally ascribe to divine beings, but from the friends I've made who do, it gives off the same kind of feeling for that kind of magic. It feels very divine. I'm positive that it's going to help you, but I just don't know how. If you're okay with it, I think like while we're on this journey, I would be happy to research it more with you. I would appreciate any assistance, honestly. The Haven Eyes spoke to me. Along with this gift gave me visions of Commander Adrian. He was talking with Seven. He was demanding that Seven do something with the Haven Eye. And I'm not entirely sure what Seven did, but I don't think that the Haven Eye appreciated it at all. In fact, I think it was... 
think it tainted the tree. It harmed it in some way. That was some information that I gathered from some individuals amongst the crowd that, yes, he was here and he was not to be trusted. Wait, so somebody told you that Seven was here? Right back in town. It it happened quite a while ago, but they remembered him. I guess it's kind of hard to forget. They didn't have pleasant things to say, and were a bit cautious having you around town. But I assured them that you were one they could trust. Do you think Seven is still out there? Yes. I'm not entirely sure if he's still alive. The visions were confusing, and I wasn't entirely sure when they took place. But based off of the armor pieces that the hags had in their possession, I do know that he is not whole at this point. Did the tree tell you where he is? Or where they are? I am not entirely sure how far away, but we are looking for a weird, almost a a glade of trees, but housed within them is jagged rock outcropping. He is lying in the center of it. Did the leaves happen to be red, too? Five shakes his head. Which way? East of here. So, if Seven is east, when you were trying to find those things before, were they also east? Can you still sense them? My spell only lasts for an hour. Well, where were they the last time you sensed them? From the village, they were southeast. Five, in this moment, feeling very awkward, like the attention has been on him for way too long, way more than he's comfortable with, suddenly gestures at Rid. But how are you doing? I don't know what they are, but it seemed that you lost someone. You remember... The other night, when you heard me talking to someone. Your friend? Yeah. That's her. My auntie. It kind of does a little not-quite-smile to herself, and then it fades. Olga is her name. She made me... me. And I don't know what happens without that. As in, she brought about your existence, or she is the reason for your personality? My personality is all me, baby. Fuck. So when you say she made you, to what extent? Rid isn't Rid without Olga. Or at least wasn't without Olga. I was different before. And I'm not going back to that. How long have they been with you? In this form? Since I started adventuring. Not a terribly long time. Maybe a month, two months. But she doesn't leave. I haven't... I haven't heard silence in my head. And she reaches up and touches her head, her fingertips resting on the, the crown. It hasn't been quiet in here in a while. 
Five gets off of the stool and he comes and just sits crisscross applesauce on the floor in front of Red. The other night, they left you. They left your body, right? Yeah. And I don't know where she went. What happens if they don't return? She's never not returned. To have her dragged out is different. It feels different. And I tried reaching out to her, and it's so faint, Five. It's like the end of a long tunnel, and I don't know what direction that tunnel's in. But I can't. And she kind of closes her eyes and then opens them again. Varian said I might be better without her. But I can't leave her to whatever fate they want her to have. I owe her that much. And I don't know what happens if if they kill her. Do I go back to what I was? Do I die? What were you? I was someone who lacked the power to make any kind of lasting change. An actual difference. I was someone living a life I didn't want. I'm not that anymore. Feels like we've all been living that life for a while now. Rowan, you're you're far from home. Not necessarily doing what, what we originally set out to do when we went on this little trek of ours. Why did you leave your family, Rowan? Why aren't you sitting pretty? Faramore doesn't need me. They have enough, uh, healers there. It's nice, I miss it, but when Salune chose me, I felt I should do something with it. My family got word that the Arcanum was in need of assistance, and it was shortly after Five and I had run into each other, so I thought I would drag him along too while I was out and about. And your family trusted the Arcanum? I wouldn't say trusted. Faramore is a, a budding city. Not the biggest right now. Kind of off by the coast. Honestly, we were just looking for protection, and... They thought the Arcanum was someone who might be able to assist in that. I was just hoping to win their favor. And they said they were... Doing some good, I thought it was a win-win, and now we're here. Zue is taking notes this whole time. She is fully writing furiously and listening. Rid will nudge Zue with her elbow. Zue, I know that this is like your whole thing, but it kind of feels like a moment when everybody's sharing something about themselves. Yes, why are you keeping a diary of our lives when you're a closed book? Zue. Yes, Five? How about this? I will give you a gift. A literal part of myself. If you answer some questions. Zue gets a little too close to five and has the book like right up against him too. Sorry, you said I could have a part? Does it does it wither? Um can I carry it? Does it fit in my bag? It would fit in your book. And you see her eyes like open really wide. She like looks down at the book and looks up at you back and forth a couple times. What, what would you like to know? 
my favorite color is blue. I've never been to a fancy person's house except Ilyanos's. I don't have cool powers like people who follow gods. I'm not purple. My family's not rich. I don't know what else you want from me. As a sign of, of good faith, Five takes the sickle around the area where there is a concentration of the uh, validite pollen. He takes the uh, sickle and scrapes a sizable eight by 10 chunk of the bark. As the bark is removed with the moisture, five begins to net it in his hand, crush and apply pressure. And then he rolls it all out again until it is literally a piece of validite parchment. You may put this in your book. You see Zue like excitedly clapping and like taking it. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, thank you. Does it? Oh, oh, okay. And she like gently like this is probably the most graceful you've ever seen Zue. It's just like gently placing it into like the spine part of the book so it like lines up with the pages. Thank you. In taking this though, I am allowed to ask three questions, and then I am not responsible for any questions that they may ask as a part of it. He gestures at Rid and Rowan. Okay. What is your real relationship with Ilyanas? Can I do an insight check on myself for a second? What? I don't know how that works. <laughs> well, we're about to find out. <laughs> What's the DC for that? <laughs> I got an 18. Zue has never thought of it outside of a fully business perspective. But being asked this and reflecting, you see kind of like Zue's mind worrying as she looks up in thought. Technically, I work for Ilianos, but he's also been like a mentor to me. And he's a big reason of why I learned magic and how I got into it. And I guess... I kind of see him on some level like family because I've spent a lot of time with him. A vision of you and Ilianas eating a meal comes to you as you finish that. He's been the only constant in my life. A vision of Ilianas giving you the book and telling you good luck out there flashes to you. Sue looks down at her book with like a longing and like happy smile. Anyways, do you want to ask your next question? Wait, I have a follow-up question. Why why did you look at your book? Did he he gave you the book? Why are you why are you grinning at your book? He gave me the book, but also it's like the start of my adventures. What do you write in your book? Because I see you write in it all the time, but you never let me read it. It's not ready to be published yet. Well, you know, you can't be a writer without a little bit of a tough hide. If you're going to have it published, people are going to read it before it gets published. And also, I saw you tell a whole bunch of stories at the tavern where we met, and Rid kind of gesticulates around the current tavern. You were right there, and I was right here. And you told a whole bunch of stories, and they were great. So I'm sure whatever you've been writing has been great. 
but you won't let me read it. You see Zuik slowly closing the book. They're just, they're short stories. The notes I'm taking now, they're not like put in story form yet, so it's not like perfect. Like, I can't show you because they're not done. Rowan looks at five. I bet I know what she writes, five. Zue and Red sitting in a tree. Sitting, sitting in a tree? Rowan, that's, that's a very odd thing. Oh, it's a, it's a children's song. Fuck, uh. It's a song? It, there's more to it. It seems inappropriate now. The tension's weird. Sorry. You see Zue's face, like, blush, like, deep red. Rowan, as you're looking at Zue, you hear, like, the roaring, and only you can hear this, of the Gloomstalker, the creature that was flying up above Arborea, just ever so faintly growling behind you. But I know that's the fucking tooth. Is it the tooth? <laughs> God damn it, I've run outside. <laughs> As he runs outside, <laughs> Rich just kind of nods to herself like, good. <laughs> Zue's just flushed and looking down at the floor. I'm staying outside. Five, don't worry about it. It's like a children's song. Oh, that's very weird that he would say something like that. Yeah, he must have gotten embarrassed and run outside. <laughs> <laughs> Rid looks around and goes... Okay, I guess I should go get him. And then she she um, goes to the door. You you can come back in now. No, it's fine. I'm out here anyway. I'm going to go pray before bed. Don't pray. We need twice the amount of follow-up questions because Zuya doesn't tell me a lot either. And I'm interested and I want to know. Well, Zue didn't make me a room and I don't want to do this in front of you all. Oh, pray? Yes. It's a little personal. Is it? Is it something you talk out loud for? If it comes to that. Red kind of looks down and kind of kicks her foot in the dirt a little and is like, I, I just think we should all stay together right now. Shut up, I never said that. Stop looking at me like that. Shut up. If you want me to come back inside, just say it, Red. You can extrapolate whatever meaning you want from that Rowan, and then Rin will go back inside. I won't make you say it out loud. You could say it in my head. Rid stops and looks back at him and kind of does the, like, up and down very reluctantly. In your head, you hear, I want you to come back inside. And then she uses Mage Hand to flip him off, and then she goes back in. (laughs) (laughs) In her head, she just hears... Now was that so hard? Look who can be polite. (laughs) (laughs) And I walk back inside. Alright, where were we? What did I miss? Nothing. I was about to ask my second question. Zue, if you are comfortable, I think it would be beneficial and create a lot of trust if you showed your true self. What are you talking about? Says Rid immediately. Disguise self as a spell. Like, watch. And Rid, like, with a purple line, kind of like a scanner, assumes Zue's form. Look, I'm Zue. Like, it's a spell. It's magic. Yeah, disguise self is a spell. Well, damn it. Now we only have one question left. What do you fear the most? 
Like on a day-to-day thing? Uh, what do you mean? I asked my question. That is a very hard question. Not because I don't want to answer it. It's more... I don't think I know myself yet. Fears change. Right now, what I fear most is probably... He sees the way he kind of pauses and looks down. Not being able to help everyone here. Zui, you see a vision of an elf in copper skin reaching out a hand. Liana, you can trust us. As arrows... And the elf falls down a cliff. You blink and you see a Leonin. Tashani, hide for cover! As a wall of fire engulfs this creature. Visions repeated one after the other. She, for the first time, takes both hands off her book. You see her hands are kind of making like fists, like almost like a white knuckling. And her jaw's tightening after saying that she kind of just looks down, getting lost in the visions. Five reaches over and touches Zue's hand. I guess because, Red, you've given me your tooth before. If you want to, you can ask questions, too. She slowly gets quieter, mumbling. Oh. Um, okay. Wow. You, you told me you don't have a family name, right? Yes, I technically don't. What's, what's technically mean? Sometimes I sign things as Thorell. Ah. Uh, you know the, uh, and Rid kind of puts her hand on the back of her neck nervously, and then suddenly an idea sparks, and she looks up kind of excited. Wait, I know what I'm going to ask. Your snake tattoo. At least I think that's what it is. Lizard? I don't know. The, the tattoo on the back of your neck. What's that about? Do you just really like snakes? Y- you saw that? I mean, yeah, we traveled together for a minute. Like, you walk in front of me, you walk faster than me. I don't know. You don't know what it means, or you don't know how you got it, because those are two very different things. It's kind of always been there. Well, you said you had it when you turned into me. It kind of just stays when I use my magic to change. And it's been there, like, it's always been there since, like, when you were a baby. It's been there for as long as I can remember. Rid kind of taps the back of her neck and is like, can I look at it? Uh, uh, yeah. So he's, like, shyly gonna just, like, move the hair. Rid will look at the tattoo, and I would like to see if I recognize it from anything. Make an investigation check. That's a that's a ten. That was a nat one right there. <laughs> Your nat one is still a ten. Jeez, I'm pretty smart. Damn. You can't necessarily discern its nature nor where it could be from. It's very strange for any kind of altering magic to leave behind a remnant, a symbol that just permanently remains. If Zue allows it. 
I think Rid will have been not touching the tattoo itself, but she kind of like touches Zui, the bottom of Zui's hair to help hold it out of the way. Puts it back down, pats it gently into place on the back of Zui's neck. The whole time Zui's just blushing really hard. Looks like a snake to me. Rowan, why is... Why is Zue suddenly slightly pinker? I'll finish the song for you later, Five. It'll explain a lot. Gray monsters, <laughs> Jose. Gray monsters. <laughs> As you're all kind of sharing that laugh, that sort of like feeling the room in the awkwardness, you look, Rowan, and outside of the hut, you can see Luna, your owl, perched up on a tree right outside. All right. Rid, I'm sorry. I came back in. We got our questions in. I'm going to step out. I want my tooth back. I'll pull the tooth out of my pocket and throw it back to Rid. I'll come back in for the solidarity of sleeping on the floor. Rid catches it and puts it immediately in her mouth. Wait, so Rid gets to put teeth in her mouth? It's where hers belong. But they're not clean. She just took it from your pocket and put it in her mouth. When I did it, it came from a clean mouth. What about Rid screams clean? Excuse you? Just because she's not rich and doesn't have nice clothes doesn't mean she's not clean. I'm leaving. I have things to do. Rid looks at Five and um, sticks out her tongue with a tooth on it and kind of waggles her eyebrows at him and then brings it back (laughs) into her mouth. Five does the blinky thing. (laughs) Five turns with his back to them. He walks to just the extreme side of the Zue's tiny tavern and sits down and goes into sentry mode. <laughs> this leaves uh, Rid and Zue alone with a sentry mode five, doesn't it? Rid turns to Zue. You should sleep. It was a really long day. Yeah, but... Does that mean Rowan's going to be on watch? I mean, I guess we're probably fine. I don't know, but I can't do it again. I'd love to, but I don't know if I can go two nights without sleeping. But I'll stay up as long as I can if it makes you feel better. No, you can you can sleep too. I just, as much as I give Rowan trouble, I, I, I know he also did a lot. And I don't want him to be tired. Are, are you volunteering to keep watch? I didn't use as much magic as everyone else. And if I'm being honest, I actually didn't get hit at all during the fight. Yeah, I think I would have noticed. I'm happy to take watch, if you'd like. Rid kind of sits back down with the blanket around her shoulders and grabs one of the pillows and kind of fluffs it up and puts it behind her. I'll stay up with you as long as I can. And even as she says this, her eyelids are, like, visibly drooping. Rid looks up at Zue. Are you gonna sleep there? And she points at the spot next to her. Zue, uh, just nods. Yeah. Uh, and she, like, goes down and grabs a bunch of extra pillows before coming over and sits down and makes them, like, a little pillow nest. Rid still fights sleep for as long as she humanly can, but eventually falls asleep. Zue, half awake, hopes that Rid doesn't notice, but is going to try and hide her book in the pillows. 
And in that minute, Zue, you put the book and you feel like you've done your, your best part to put it, you know, stealthily between the pillow. But Rid, in that moment, in that sort of like sweet, calm moment that you both are sharing, you catch that there is a deliberate placement of this book underneath the pillows by Zue. Noted. Rid still falls asleep. Rowan begins to leave the hut. And Rowan, when you were leaving the hut, you saw the owl perched on a tree. And when you leave this hut, there is this sort of like magical veil, if you will, that allows for the outside forces to not really pierce in as much to you, but you can view outward. You know, there is that, that distinction that has to be made. And as soon as you sort of emerge from that, your owl is there. But on the pathway that sort of leads eastward, you see what looks like a woman. Long black hair with silver twinges to it. A very sheen dress comprised of all kinds of diamonds from the very top of her neck down, exposed shoulders. And her skin, this very tan-like skin that shines in the moonlight. You see Selune there look back to you with these crescent moon eyes. Hello there, Rowan. It's it's almost like a gasp. Rowan's reaching for words that he can't muster or fathom or even comprehend. Just seeing Salune in front of him. Is that you? She turns around. Well, who else would it be? I would hope so. And the owl next to you. He gives a little chuckle. I'm sorry, that was not the brightest question. You've been through a lot. More than enough. Walk with me. You see as she extends her hand out to you. Gladly. You grab her hand as you feel your heart beating against your chest. You all of a sudden find yourself above the clouds. And the moon is shining right in front of you as you and Selune are walking on the clouds. Walking gently carefully and every now and then your owl luna coasting by there's nothing to see here but a field of stars and the moon this crescent moon shining brightly in front of you do you remember when we met rowan i looked down at the clouds you never let me get up this high before where you are right now i fear the ground is a bit much. If I give you a bit of escape, I'll take it. I allow you to comfort your heart. And in that moment when she places your hand on your chest, you don't have your armor anymore. You're just standing there in your common clothes. I look to her. The ground is what you had to save me from the night you found me. And you remembered. Like it was yesterday. I've never shined so bright before. Fear is what drove me to you that night, Rowan. 
Fear is what I'm gathering from my friends right now. And I can feel you. Like that night. And your friends share in that fear. You're far. Very far. From me. From everyone. How will you get back? I don't know. I just know we have to keep going. There has to be some way. Some way I can get all of them back. And what if there isn't? Then keep me here and send them back. You see, she chuckles and she goes, Always brave in the face of danger. Because fear is what drew me to you. But your noble heart is what truly called me that night. The moon in front of you, the crescent moon, almost turns from a a waning crescent to like a full new moon. And there she stands at the center of it. She goes, You would give up your life to remain here for these strangers. They have a lot to offer. If it meant they could go on and hopefully do some good, I'd be okay with it. But then what would Fendrea be without my champion? Good question. That's all we're riddled with, Rowan. Questions. We ask ourselves the inevitable. We ask ourselves of any possibility. We ask and ask and ask and hope that out of all of that, a light will present itself to us. But sometimes the answers are right in front of you. So Rowan, and she leans in close to you and she goes, how can I help you? You've, you've granted me a question. I have. Rowan reaches into his pocket cups Salune's hand and drops in the bracelet that the old woman gave him. It doesn't matter where I am, I know I can help people, and this is proof right here. You've made your mark on Fendrea and you've made it here in Arborea. There's no end to what you can't do. And no matter where I am, I will do so in your name. I know my friends... I know they're going to do great things, but I just need to know one thing. Do we all make it out of this alive? The clouds begin to sort of disperse. And now you see that you are right above Arborea. When you look up, you see the same new moon that was before you turns red. And she says, In this life, Rowan, we have the benefit of choices, possibilities that lead us down new pathways, down new roads that will shape us into the creatures we eventually become. She looks all around and the clouds now form beneath you again. Should you choose wisely, her hand extends out and are honest with yourself 
her other hand extend out. Should you truly be honest with yourself? And should your newfound friends follow in this light? There is a possibility you will see the end of this. And you watch now as the moon slowly begins to turn from red back to that vibrant white. But right as it's about to fully turn, a sliver of it remains red, like the crescent moon before. But Rowan, know this. She closes her hands and walks to you. Should you come out in the end, and see this moonlight kiss your beautiful face once again in Fendrea, home. The moon now fully turns white and Selene stands above you, kisses your forehead. I'm afraid you will never be the same. And for today, that's a wrap. So much stress. Jesus. Thank you all so much for listening. Catch us in two weeks where we will see where this continues on. Anyways, thank you so much for watching, guys. And remember, the Arcanum is always watching.